Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Listeners, Remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro dot co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. 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 You like my my new hairdo? I'm nice and blonde now. Oh, good on you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm jelly. Mm -hmm. I went to the hair salon, but you know what happened? And I never have had this happen before in my existence yet, but I'm having like flaky scalp after getting my hair 
bleached. So I don't know what that's about. So if you guys know, give me some tips. Put some aquifer on it. You know what's interesting though? Aquifer is the cure for everything. Oh, on my hair, on my scalp. Yeah. I'm like, so the funny thing is, is she made me sign this waiver, like Ooh. not to do a patch test. I was like, what is that? I never even. Yeah, what is have, that? Have you ever done that before? It's like kind of scary, no. right? Well, maybe that's what hair girls got to do now. I know. I mean, probably people are suing for everything. So who yeah. Knows? Who mm-hmm. knows? But I do like it. I'm happy with it. Besides the itchy, dry, flaky scalp. I think if you sweep a little sleep in some aquifer, maybe some coconut oil. I know. That's what I was thinking. Coconut oil. Yeah. So cheers. Look at my cute glass. Uh, I, you know, I'm so jelly of those glasses. I know. Well, they're on Amazon. You can get them. Uh, okay. If you guys want to see them, they're on YouTube where we are at mm-hmm. HWTC. But anyways, we're both drinking Crystal Light, aren't we? Is, we is are. that what you made? Yes, that is what I made. We talked about it earlier because we both need a little refreshment. So we're doing, I did um, Perrier, strawberry Perrier with Crystal Light. So good. And a little, you know, kettle. Oh, good for you. Nope. I'm sober as the Pope. The Pope drinks wine. I can't think of who, yeah. who's sober. Who's sober? Dax Shepard. Sober is J-Lo. J-Lo? He's, I don't he know. went off the wagon for a little yeah, while. There's got to be someone that's been sober for like a long time. I don't know. I don't Wendy. know any of those people. Wendy. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's going on with you? Oh, nothing. You know, oh. my life is so effing um, boring. Actually, I do kind of want your opinion on this. I went for a little kayak this weekend and I wanted to get a closer look at a boat that I have a crush on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I went to a kind of an odd part of the harbor where not a lot of passersby go through. And so there were some people out there having cocktails on the back of their boat. And, you know, they said, hey, what are you doing back here? And I was like, well, I have a crush on that boat. I'm so checking I, out that boat. I, I'm checking it out. And you like, you know anything about it? Who owns it? Stuff like that. So we're being chatty. I thought everything was like great. Yeah. You no. Know? And then um, as I was leaving, well, they kind of told me they were like, OK, so see you later. And I was like, oh, oh, it's like that. Oh, they didn't want more to do with you. Yeah. I was like, okay, got it. Mm -hmm. It's like, by the way, you started the conversation. Yeah. But whatever. And then they go, okay, see you later, Britney Spears. Oh my goodness. I I take that as a total compliment, by the way. Okay. I was wearing that Britney Spears tank top that you bought me. Okay. I mean, do I take that as a compliment? Because I kind of thought maybe they didn't mean it as a compliment. Okay, so I don't think they meant it as a compliment. <laughs> I think they're pretty much assholes. But that's kind of you know what, what you get. I was like, you know what? Good to know. Because I want to, if I ever do get my dream boat on one of the dock, I I want not, cool people. Yeah, you're not getting that slip. But yeah. sometimes you got those Orange County douchebags. Everybody yeah. that lives in California knows who I'm talking about. 
Somebody that lives in Orange County knows who I'm talking about. And hopefully you're not married to one of them. Mm. But yeah, like, unfortunately, they're, they just, they are. So whatever. You should have been like free Britney, bitch. Yes. But then I remembered I'm 43 and I thought. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you're 43 yet, by the way. (laughs) Almost. Okay. Uh, No, not almost. Actually, I'm so old. I'm, I'm so old that I forget how old I am now. Oh God. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Well, so anyways, so then I decided to just paddle my ass back and <laughs> rethink my, rethink my, maybe I'm just going to be working Your out entire... in that tank top. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Not as cool top, as I way. thought it was. And guess what? Neither is my side part or my skinny jeans, but I'm <laughs> still going to wear them. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm telling you, I have the good jeans and it's better to wear jeans that aren't so tight anymore. You know, you don't have the muffin top. It's good. Well, who are we fooling? It's been a, it's been a while since I put a pair of jeans on. Oh, true. I'm in sweats, y'all. Okay. Do we have a story? Yeah, we have a story. All right. Are you ready for this, Scratch? Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, well, that song might have been playing at the time. Actually, it is 1996. I'm taking you back. Okay. To your graduating year from high school. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. The Summer Olympics were in Atlanta, Georgia. And Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And you know, with any Olympic Games comes lots of parties and celebrations, lots of spectators, and lots of athletes also attend all those celebrations. Yeah. You probably also know that because you did an episode on Ryan Lochke. Remember that guy? He liked to party. He did the Patreon episode. If anybody wants to listen to it, it's a real good one. Go to patreon.com forward slash housewives what? Yes, but I would like to say full disclosure. Yeah, sure. Say it. What? He gets a a lot of flack. And he does. He still does. He still does. And if you're interested in hearing what I think about all that and the reason why I fell in love with him, then you should listen. But I don't want to sit here and make fun of him more because I think he gets enough of that. I'm not making fun of him. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not, we're not even talking about him. But okay. I'm just saying that okay. he went to parties. Okay. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Athletes go to parties. People go to parties at the Olympics. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. My husband wants to go to the Olympics when it, it's here. I mean, you know, or anywhere. He just wants to go. So anyways. So yeah. this was no different here in Hotlanta. Nightly, they would have concerts at the Centennial Park. And you know who even played there in the 1996 Olympics? Who? Someone we saw together. Kenny Rogers. Oh! Gretchen and I were at Kenny's last concert. It was pretty magical. So on July 26, 1996, Jack Mack and the Heart Attack were playing. And... Thousands of people gathered to watch them. Do you know Jack Mack and the Heart Attack? Do you remember that band? No. Me neither. (laughs) It was probably not Kenny Rogers' night. But 
people were still out there drinking beers, enjoying the summer night, and just having a good time. I think that we would have probably been there too. Yeah, I heard that they like hand out condoms at the the um, Olympic Village like crazy. Oh, I heard that too. Like all the yeah. athletes. Yeah. They have yeah. like a lot of sex with each other. They <laughs> so eat all the McDonald's they want, <laughs> win medals, have sex. It sounds fun. <laughs> I mean, if you're single. Ready it doesn't mingle, sound bad. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So do we even remember though? Like, I feel like we've all forgotten what it's like to be out on a summer night with lots of people. And drinking coolers of beer, bringing your backpacks in, you know, all that stuff. We kind of forgot because of COVID. Sad, right? Girl can dream. Yeah. Hopefully soon. Well, while all the party goers were having a great time, there was a AT&T security guard that was not having the best night of his life because he had the runs. Oh. And... When he was running to the bathroom, he noticed a backpack under the bench near the lighting and sound tower. He got pretty concerned. He saw some kids drinking beer, and then he's like, that's not their backpack. Whose backpack is this? Mm -hmm. So he goes to get somebody with more authority than him to assess the situation. He finds a few GBI agents, which we talked about in last week's Patreon, stands for Georgia Bureau of Investigation. And he insists that they go and look at this backpack. The GBI, they were like, dude, I'm sure it's a backpack of beers. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. But this security card would not let up. He had a suspicion. So one of the GBI agents was like, okay, fine probably just to like appease him, you know, he's like, I'll look in the backpack. So he gets down, he looks in the backpack and inside the backpack look like a pipe bomb. So at this point, shit starts getting real. They start to clear the area and imagine like the band is playing. People are like dancing around and a couple security guards and a couple police officers and GBI are just like, move up, move up, move up. Right. I think some people listened. Some people didn't probably some people just thought they were bringing somebody through, you know, like, I mean, we've been in this situation. I'm sure everybody's been in this situation. Nobody gets that like, holy shit vibe, you know, especially when you're like, kind of, you're probably not totally sober. Yeah. Like I'm having a good time. Why are you trying to be a buzzkill? So the AT&T security guard that had alerted alerted the authorities, his name was Richard Jewell, and he started really running amok, like all over, trying to get the camera and lighting guys out, the sound crew. He's up there going like, get out. There's a bomb. It's real. Clear the area. While he is in the midst of getting everybody out of the area, the bomb explodes. (gasps) It sends nails and metal shrapnel through the crowd and over a hundred people were injured. And one woman named Alice Hawthorne, she was 44 years old. She lost her life. Alice actually was there with her daughter to enjoy, you know, all the concert goings and the Olympics. So it was tragic. Yeah. 
and lots of people. I mean, you can't imagine like shit went everywhere. People are on the ground. It's bad. So panic then ensues, right? It shook the 1996 Olympics and our country. And who could have done this? And why would they do this? It was a big deal. Do you remember this at all? No. So I don't remember it either. And I don't know if it's just because we were like teenagers and it was the summer of 96. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in Tijuana most of the summer of 96. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was 16. I can't even remember what I did that summer. I'm sure I was like hooking up with a bunch of guys in my town. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Whatever I was doing, I wasn't paying attention to that. I'm sure we heard about it, but you know. Well, it was a big deal to everybody else in America besides us. And really, this AT&T security guard, Richard, that insisted on looking in the backpack was hero. hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, the backpack kind of got moved a little bit um, when the, I think when the secure, the other officer looked into it. And so it actually saved a bunch of people's lives because it turned it so that a lot of the shrapnel went up instead of out, I guess. But anyways. This guy, Richard, the hero of the night, and the media ate it up. This small town guy made national news. And let me tell you about Richard real quick. Richard was an overweight security guard who was in his 30s, early 30s, and he lived with his mom. He had a few different jobs but he really loved the like law enforcement jobs, right? That was like his thing. He had recently worked as a campus police officer at a college, but he was forced to resign because he was a little overbearing. Like he wanted to arrest the kids for smoking pot. You could see this kind of type. Oh yeah. Like, so, you know, some narcs were like, give you like the side I like, okay. And then other ones are like, I'm going to, I'm going to get this on your permanent record. Yeah, you know, we had those people in our dorm rooms that were, I guess they were, I forget what they're called. But anyways, it's like, they just stay, they get a little bit too much power and they like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the boating field, we call it captainitis. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the president of the school saw Richard as real awkward and thought he was taking his job just too seriously. So yeah, it's a real rule follower kind of guy. I also think we both have kids like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God. Yeah, I know. Um, They do follow rules extra. I have to encourage them to break them sometimes. I know. So Richard, (laughs) I think didn't get the social skills class growing up like our kids. So his lines were drawn Mm -hmm. and there was no room to cross them. Me and you, I think both are not like that, which is great. Definitely not. So it's, you know, we try to teach our kids not to be like that either. You got to like, you know, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. By the way, this chick at tennis really was a freaking rule follower the other day and wanted to teach me all the rules. And it was just for fun. It wasn't even like a, 
USTA really pissed me right off. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, I just want to have fun. Always. So anyways, Richard saw that he was just doing his job. But I am sure he wasn't also minding all that media attention because, you know, he was the hero. And because it was the Olympics, you can only imagine how many media crews were on hand. There was media from everywhere. Hundreds of national and local news anchors, bands, what have you. Everyone wanted a piece of this new hero. Even Katie Couric, CNN, the local news, they all had him on TV to talk about the incident. And as the world was celebrating Richard, the FBI was diligently working on finding out who could have caused this terrorist action. They were taking calls, pulling videos, seeing like if they could see the face, like they could see somebody set down the backpack on a video, but they could not make out the face. They were looking for any clue. They also did get a drawing from some people, you know, like that they said they saw the guy have a backpack, uh, but they never released it. And they were taking calls. Guess who called in? Who? Richard's old boss at the college calls in. Oh, don't tell me. And says, I'm watching that CNN interview and I couldn't help but think that Jewel had something to do with it. Now, let me tell you, the CNN interview, he looks awkward, but the guy has never been on TV. He is from Georgia. And it's a, it's one of those interviews where he has a piece in his ear to hear what those reporters are asking him. You know, it wasn't like he was sitting at the seat talking to like Larry King right next to you. It's like he has to hear it, then respond. You know, those always are like weird, but. Yeah, well, I don't know what being from Georgia has anything to do with him not being, you know, He's good not- on TV, but. Show me the video because I can fucking spot a liar. Well, I'm just saying, like, it maybe if you were from Hollywood, it's different than being from somewhere that never has. Now, I mean, everybody's on video, so it doesn't matter where the heck you are from because you're like videoing yourself with your cell phone. But at this time, I didn't even have a cell phone in 1996. Richard probably didn't even have a cell phone. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. They weren't popular. The president of this this college says, seems like maybe he planted the bomb, found the bomb, then became the hero. The words seem pretty fitting because back in the 80s, there was another Olympic bomb that happened. And the person that actually did it was a cop that planted it and found it. And so it just seemed like maybe that's what Richard did. Well, I know that happens with arson. It's common for firefighters to start fires in the forest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the FBI saw Mm -hmm. these red flags right away. I mean, the guy is obsessed with law enforcement, seems to be a loner. Okay. Loses his job, 
settling for a rent-a-cop job and goes everywhere with his mom. Okay. Seems a little. Okay. I'm getting this. I'm getting getting this. Yeah. I'm getting the spectrum. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The FBI turns their attention to Richard as the villain instead of the hero real quick. But Richard has no idea. Richard is like following protocol. And when the FBI calls him, he's like, heck yeah, I'm going to help you. So the day after Richard was on TV, the FBI says, hey, we're doing a training video. We would love you to help us. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. So they bring him in and they question him. They say, you found the bomb. We need you to help us. He's very cooperative. Anything like he's like anything. So he takes his chubby little butt, starts answering all their questions. And then they say, why don't you say this, Richard? There's a bomb in the park. You have 30 minutes. So he says it and they have him say it all different ways to Sunday. Okay. It's a little given Richard, maybe a little like what's going on here. Then they bring in a waiver to have him sign his Miranda rights. And they say, it's just for the video. It's just to like, it's just for this training video. They try to trick him into signing his Miranda rights away. And he is like, he pretends to sign. And then he's like, they're like, no, 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 Richard, really sign it. He's like, fuck no. Which thankfully he's like, has some sort of like brain in him. So he quickly realizes something is up, realizes that it's not a training video, that they are thinking that he's the one that planted the bomb. So he does what any smart person would do. And he says, I want to call my attorney. Well, Richard, like most people in America, myself included, doesn't really just have an attorney on hand that he could just, you know, call up right away. Mm -hmm. So he racks his brain and he remembers a guy that he worked with along the way when he was working in a mailroom. And this guy was an attorney and he was friendly with them. So he calls the guy. His name is Watson Bryant. Watson was a real estate attorney with barely a secretary. So he's not like some big wig. The kind of attorney he needs. Yeah. He's not the kind of attorney he needs, but that's all he's got. So at the same time, this interrogation is happening. The media is getting wind that Richard has now turned into a suspect instead of a hero. A particular journalist named Kathy Scrugg, who works for the now what is called Atlanta Journal of Constitution, was the Mm -hmm. first person to leak this info. This actually sounds exactly like what happened to my boy, Ryan Lochte. Yeah, kind of does, actually. Mm -hmm. So Kathy was well-known in law enforcement because those were the reports that she always reported on. She was real cute, strong, and had a way with the police to get the info. Some people joke that they knew when Kathy really needed a story because her skirt would be a little shorter that day. Shoot, Kathy. (laughs) I think that Kathy was a disco biscuit and probably worked real hard to be the first to know any situation around town. And I know we do not throw that disco biscuit term. Don't or make, we're not making light. We are not. But listen, after all this research, like 
Kathy, to me, she was doing her job. And I do think she did her job well. Like I am a salesperson at heart. That's what I did for a very long time. Maybe if I needed to get a sale, I'd wear a short skirt too. I wouldn't like do anything past that. And I don't think Kathy did either. In this movie called Richard Jewell that has come out from Clint Eastwood, maybe they made it seem like Kathy was given a little bit of her self to get the stories. But from what I read is that is absolutely not true. She just maybe flirted a little bit and I don't see anything wrong with it. So, okay. Let me just tell you. Yes, please. I would say maybe Kathy's like Aaron Brockovich-esque. Talk about getting the job done with tits out in a short skirt. It's possible. (laughs) Right. It's fine. To me, it's fine. Okay. With it. I'm with it. So Kathy was tipped off about Richard's involvement from people that she trusted and our world trusts, right? I mean, so the story that she wrote about the hero turning into the victim, it turned Richard's Jewell's life 180 degrees in a big, big way, and it ruined his life. That's why I think that the Disco Biscuit part is like hard to say, but I don't think that it was meant to be like that. I think that it was circumstantial that there were so many media personnel around. And from there, from her story, thousands of people camped out in front of Richard Jewell's apartment that he shared with his mother to wait for something, anything, a glimpse of him. He could not leave his house at all. Well, didn't the media think there was anything suspicious about that? I mean, if he was responsible for a bombing during the Olympics, wouldn't he have been arrested that minute without bail? Well, you would think, but they didn't give a shit. They just wanted a story. Mm. Yeah. So Watson, you know, his attorney, although not a skilled defense attorney in domestic terrorism, which they think Richard is, he still had that I don't take your bullshit attitude. And that's what Richard needed. So Watson worked real hard with Richard for hours trying to figure out like, how did they come up with Jewel as their number one suspect? And even him, it wasn't hard. It wasn't hard to like, think that, right? He was the Lone Ranger. And, you know, that's kind of who people think did it. It's like the guy that just is by himself. However, Watson is like, listen, they have you saying that there's a bomb. It'll be 30 minutes or whatever. And so he's like, if they're tagging you as the Lone Ranger that did this all by yourself, how does that connect? Well, what had actually happened was a call came in from a payphone to 911 at the same time that Richard was finding that backpack. Okay. And although the call came in and they said, you know, you have 30 minutes, that was never, that call was never um, sent to the Centennial Park. Like it never made it there. But the FBI knows it. So Richard was at the event the whole time. How did it work? So the FBI is like, well, maybe he had a accomplice, which then throws their whole loner theory out the window. And Richard's attorney, Watson, knew. 
that the timing didn't work out, even if they thought that Richard was the one that called, like there was no way that the guy was running to the payphone a couple miles away, making the call and then making his way back to clear out the people. So even though this FBI theory is not really working out the way that they want it to, they still go into Richard's house and take everything, everything. And when it should be real easy to find out if he has a friend. Yeah, it should be real easy. Richard has a friend. You'll you'll be able to find out right away if you go through their shit. That's right. They did not find that Richard had a friend, but they did find a lot of guns, like a plethora of guns. Richard loves this one is like I'm feeling for him. I think he's guilty. I'm feeling for him, and then I I think he's guilty again. I know. It's like, dude, and so. It's like, why do you have, why do you have like 50 guns? Like, what are you doing? You live with your mom in an apartment. You don't need 50 guns. How about one gun? How about, I don't know, three guns. Shoot. I don't know. But then again, I, I, you know, people in Texas have a lot of guns too. So. Okay. So it was his thing. He's a gun collector. He's a gun collector. Well, for 88 days. Richard endured the world scrutinizing his every move, calling him names and thinking he killed and harmed the American people. He was the butt of all the jokes on late night TV. Even Jay Leno talks smack. And listen, I really like Jay Leno and I think he's pretty funny. But I don't know if Jay Leno has the like, I don't know if he could talk about people's looks. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. 
Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Now, I think all would have been good if Richard was actually the one that had planted the bomb, but he wasn't. Okay. They didn't find anything at all on Richard. And they did, however, take all of his family's possessions, mark them up, and, you know, bring them back like however they deemed fit, which is yeah, mostly not the way that they left the house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Listen, also, I just uh, moved three trailer fulls of stuff over to Texas. And this time the shit didn't come out the way it went in either. Unfortunately. So I'm also, by the way, all for crucifying the actual villain. Yeah. So had Kathy been right in her report, we all wouldn't have given a flying F. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Richard was just a normal guy trying to do the right thing. And like I said, after 88 days, the FBI finally said, he's not our suspect anymore. But you know how that goes. The media does not make good on that. The media does not deem him a hero again. And they basically just walk away without making up for their bails. And yeah, that's rough. I do understand their position. They're like in a race to get the story. Yeah, they are. But but it's irresponsible not to ask a lot of questions. That's right. So Richard, although he got exonerated from the FBI's list of, you know, bomber suspects for the Centennial bombing, it did not happen in his real life. He was deemed the bomber by so many people because it took the FBI years to find the guy that actually did it. And not only does it take years to find this actual villain, but the guy that did it bombed again. And I feel like maybe if they were not putting their all their attention on Richard, maybe they could have like found him sooner. Yeah, that does happen where they laser focus on someone like Scott Peterson and they don't pay attention to the robbery across the street. <laughs> yeah, that that is a little bit suspicious or sus as uh-huh. my kids would say that's sus um, oh I like that oh yeah these new words are really fun I like them too my son's always like you're sus you're sus I'm like oh what am I doing so suspicious so the person that actually planted the bomb and made that 911 call which by the way that should have been their first clue and that was made known right away okay His name was, or is still, his name is Eric Rudolph. Eric was a 29-year-old extremist, originally from Florida, but spent most of his life in North Carolina. 
he was homophobic, very political, Mm -hmm. and hated abortion. He wanted to wake the nation with his first Olympic bombing, and then he went on to make bombs that were similar to the same one that he put in that backpack. You know, can I just say this? Yeah. I never get these like people that bomb abortion clinics or like whatever. I mean, like regardless of what side of the fence you're on on that, can we all just like, if you're so worried about life, why are you killing people? Yeah, I always think that too. It's like, <laughs> like makes no sense to it, me. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, let's, let's all agree that stand life is great. And, you know, yeah, stand outside and protest all day. Do whatever, eat whatever floats your boat in regards to your strong feelings. But when you kill people, that's just, well, it just makes it makes, makes no whatever sense. you're standing for void, void to me also. So yeah. anyways, he bombs an abortion clinic. Uh, twice. And then he also bombs a lesbian club. He was finally identified by a couple guys who saw him running away from the bomb people instead of everybody else was running to them to help them. So the FBI had enough data to know that Eric was their main man in like 97, 98. However, Eric was a real outdoorsman, ex-military, and he went on the run. They thought that he was hiding in North Carolina in the woods, um, which he was for years. He spent years on the FBI's 10 most wanted list until one day he made the mistake of looking through the grocery store garbage bins. That's kind of how he like, he would hunt for food and shit like that um but he knew when like the grocery stores when i like throw out their good good stuff and Mm -hmm. he would go get it and so he was not arrested until 2003 and upon eric's arrest and all that stuff that they're going to hand him like the riot act and the death penalty, he decides that he would like to take a plea deal to not get the death penalty, which I think is pretty fucking pussy shit. Yeah. I mean, he's so quick to kill others, but then we have to spare his sorry ass. Mm -hmm. So he decides to plead guilty um, for these four bombings. And he says he did it for political reasons, which I think he's the scum of the earth. Um, he is now 54 years old and he is still in prison, which he's serving four life terms for in prison. Wow. That is bananas. I mean, Timothy McVeigh, they executed like a hot minute later. I know. Well, I think that he thought that that was going to happen to him. So he was like, oh, shit, you know, like, I'll just tell you and I'll tell you the victims, families and some of these um, people, they weren't happy about it. Also, you know, I told you that Alice um, was one of the people that died in the bombing in the Centennial bombing. There was also a cameraman that was running towards um, the bomb to you know get 
footage and he died of a heart attack on his like on his run. Oh. So, I mean, I pretty much think that that was his fault also. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. You know what this makes me think of is, you know, I have some strange thoughts. Yeah. Maybe I'm not alone. But sometimes when I'm on my run cuz I run real early in the morning, you sure do. I wonder, you know, cuz I don't move myself. You around. always find out that these these bodies are discovered by like runners or hikers or something. Oh yeah, do you always think you're going to find one? Yeah, I do. I always think I'm going to find <laughs> one. And then I always think, what the f- I my fear is that I find one and I do the wrong thing and then Oh, then they think it's you? Yes. That happens also. It does happen. I, I actually mean, was thinking about it recently and I was like, oh, you know what? Thank God I I track my run on my Apple Watch so I can prove <laughs> that I do run every day. Oh my God, you are so So it's not funny. like unusual for me to be there. You are hilarious. Okay. Doo-doo. Okay, so let me tell you what happened to Richard. Richard unfortunately passed away at the age of 44 oh, in damn. 2007. He didn't, did he sue and get a lot of fucking money? Okay. So he did sue. He sued CNN. Um, I think he might've sued Jay Leno. Um, he did get some money. He did. He also sued the journal of Con- the Atlanta journal of constitution and they actually dropped the case in it. Um, because they said that it was what Kathy had said was true at the time, which I also do agree with, like, I don't think it was, I think what happened to him was awful and there's a lot to learn from it. Um, but I don't think that Kathy herself. Um, no, I definitely, this is what I think. I definitely disagree with suing Jay Leno or comedians because they yeah, I could be wrong, like, by the way. Should be I could able be wrong. See, I know CNN. See in the menu. Okay. In the, so, in the, right, right. Yeah. I, th- I know CNN got sued and I know that they paid out. Um, maybe it was NBC too. I can't, I, I, I'm not positive about the Jay Leno thing. So okay. I could be wrong. I don't agree with suing the, the media. I think who he needed to sue was the like, FBI. Yeah. Because yeah. they, he should be should be suing them for okay releasing him as a so, suspect without probable cause or him being named. Right. Okay, so let me tell you. Okay, Kathy would never tell her source. And so I think maybe I don't agree with that. I think that at that point like she should have told who told her and she never did. Oh yeah, that's got to be some like journalistic mm-hmm. ethics, yeah. Thing she didn't want to sell out her homie at the FBI, but if he ruined somebody's life, then he probably should be held responsible. Yes, I agree. So Richard died of heart failure from diabetes complications. He did end up working again in law enforcement, by the way. Well, good. And he got married. Um, oh, I'm so glad. 
but he never lived down the Richard Jewell effect, which is what people call it now. Listen, he really wouldn't now because now you put, you put in everybody's name and then, you know, yeah. If he was trying to meet someone on match or, you know, Tinder, (laughs) right. right. It wouldn't have happened. So I was thinking he died without even getting laid. No, I think he he got married. Nice. Um, and Kathy Scruggs, I also wanted to know what happened to her. Um, and Kathy, I think actually never got over her part in this awful experience that she put Richard through and Kathy overdosed on prescription pills and died in 2001 at the age of 42. Oh my gosh. Well, why didn't she just publish an article like real sorry? I don't know. There's a Vanity Fair article that I got a lot of this information off of. Um, it's a real good one. Kind of tells you everything. And that's also, I know that Clint Eastwood made his movie off of that article. There's a book too. And Richard's mom, her name was Bobby or is Bobby. She's still alive. She's in her 80s. And she thinks that the trauma from all this is what killed her son because of the stress. And I think she's probably right. Probably. I don't know if it's 100%, but I'm sure it did not help. So that is the story of Richard Jewell. And I'll tell you, I kind of, um, I watched that movie, you know, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't planning on doing the story, but I like really felt for this guy and kind of spoke to me, you know, that, and especially because media right now is so effing crazy, just like the power of the media can really hurt people. That is for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's that. That's a WAP, as you would say. That's a WAP. That is a WAP. All right. We have some shout outs, Gretchy. So Mm -hmm. if you guys would like to give us a shout out on social media and tag us, we for sure appreciate it. Also, if you would like to rate us and review us on Apple, that'd be awesome too. We appreciate that as well. I want to give a shout out first to Lisa Alexandria. Thank you so much. She says we're in her top five uh, podcasts. Thank you, Lisa. I know. Isn't that so nice? Kat Stevens, true crime in the carpool line. She was in the carpool line, by the way. And Kat Stevens, you know, yeah, like that's the singer. a singer. Uh huh. Has a really good um, song that I love. Radiantly rosy. She is so cute. And she posts a picture of us. It's not a good picture of me. It's in the middle of our video, but um, I'll take it. Whichever way you guys want to bring it, it's fine. Oh, you guys, last time I had my um my cat on the video. I was thinking next time, Gretchen. Maybe they would like to see Jupiter, my sugar glider. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And how about a, the sugar rat? Let's 
Oh, no, we can't. We, we, we haven't gotten to the point of holding that one yet. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. It likes to, um, it likes to make these really weird sounds that are called crabbing, but it, it, it sounds like it's hissing at me. Like, and I'm a little nervous. Um, and by the way, when I do hold it, it's like, I, it's not Jupiter. Okay. Let me just tell you. We haven't, we haven't gotten that far yet, but he sounds like kind of an asshole. Yeah, he might be an asshole. He might actually not make it in our household forever, but we are still giving it a chance. Okay. Good for you. Uh Uh-huh. You guys can find us at Housewives of True Crime group on Facebook. We also have a keto and low carb or whatever the diet you want to do um support group on housewives of true crime on crack i mean keto something like that. oh this reminds me i do know who i want to tell to eat a dick this week oh who please takashi 69 are you familiar no he is a rapper has the like all different color hair okay like like rainbow bright style all right. I don't know. He's got a lot of tattoos on his face. Oh, love it. He was he was recently incarcerated. Mm, even better. Um, and he was he's out. And this is what I want him to eat a dick for. He gained 60 pounds in the clinker. Okay. And he dropped it at a record setting pace. And they asked him, How did you lose the weight so fast? And he said, eating Chinese food and sweating. (laughs) And I think that is so fucking unfair because I still haven't gotten my damn dim sum. And if I even look at that stuff, I will gain weight. And this is how this mofo loses weight. Okay, listen. First of all, how do you gain weight in the clink? That food is disgusting. Very high in sodium. A lot of processed food. So he and they had he, vending machines. He had all kinds of money on his commissary. Oh, He's probably yeah. eating like, you know, Snickers and Snickers. snowballs and Doritos. Okay. All right. So that's how he gained the weight. And it's those guys. I'm telling you, guys just like think about losing weight. They lose weight. It is not fair. Ridiculous. We talked about that in our in our Facebook group this week too, because it's like I'm out here running every day looking for dead bodies. <laughs> please do not do not if I lose a pound a week can you like god you know we gotta I've been sober now for two straight days oh my god two days Gretchen (laughs) holy shit (laughs) well it's been a week and I've managed look at my cute nails Kyla painted them teal for me that's just the color I want my nails I think you would like this green it's like St. Patrick's Day oh cute yeah it is coming up on St. Patrick's Day, y'all. Yeah. Oh, I am getting the lingo down, by the way, of Texas. Oh, mm-hmm. you're fixing to I'm go fix- somewhere? I'm, I'm fixing. I'm fixing. Y'all, I'm fixing to go get my um, kolaches. What's kolaches? Something that they have out here. You know what it is? What would you think a kolache was? 
Sounds like coochie. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> this girl was like, I got to go get some kolaches. I was like, what the hell is a kolache? It is a hot dog wrapped in dough. So what do we call those? We call those pigs in a blanket. What do I call them? Bagel dogs. It's a pig is in a blanket. Isn't that what we all call them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it, okay. I haven't. Okay. So I, I think of pigs in a blanket one. as being those little, like the little smokies. Yeah. So I don't know if the kolaches are big or small. Um, maybe they're big. And so then it's like a bagel dog, right? I don't know. I haven't even had one yet because my kid is celiac and gluten-free, so we can't have them. Also, people are like, talk about this fried chicken out here. But again, I can't have it because my kid can't have fried chicken. And I'll eat them both for you when I I get out there. I love a hot dog and I don't mind some fried chicken either. Oh, I have a really good picture of you eating a hot dog wrapped with a French fry. I'm you know, down the curly French fries. Yeah, I'm down you know for that all of it. picture I have of you? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sexy. She doesn't like it. <laughs> I'm going to post it. You look right. so cute. You're like 20. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, clink, clink, guys. Clink, clink. <laughs>